Near Noel up there, a couple buddies coming in the house tonight. Uh, we got a four man pod. We got Joey straight from Connecticut. What's up, guys? We got we got, uh, we got Cal straight from the North Shore, right? I mean, we we uh, we we're in business tonight, man. Uh, sister, yes, sir. What's that date today, man? Oh man, let me May twelfth. May twelfth, twenty twenty one. Well, there we go. Well, let's pick up, um, you know, last show we did, uh, you know, we've had these guys on the last couple of weeks. Uh, had some great talks, man. I mean, their draft knowledge is awesome. I mean, I was just joking with them before we got on here. You know, I know they did their homework like a million times better than I did, so we're going to get some good info from them. Um, but we, we left off last time. We didn't get to the Saints' last two picks. Uh, we ran a little long on the last podcast. Um, I, I guess let's just jump right into it, right, See, I mean, I, I want to get you guys' uh, take, um, you know, kind of a big conversation locally here in the 504, throughout the whole region, you know, throughout uh, the entire Gulf Coast. Ian Book, uh, you know, picked number 133 out of Notre Dame, uh, foot quarterback. Uh, you know, would, would anybody want to start, you know, just kind of give us a little breakdown on this guy, which I'll think about him. And, uh, you know, is this guy even in the conversation for, uh, you know, getting playing time in the near future? I mean, it's kind of it was kind of a weird pick to me, considering they already had Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston. I mean, I went back and I, I looked at book a little bit, and the biggest rave about him is his leadership, which obviously everybody knows Jameis Winston doesn't have the greatest leadership, or he didn't as during his time in Tampa. Um, Taysom Hill's kind of maybe hasn't won the room yet because he hasn't even won the QB job yet. So he's moving around playing some fullback, playing some tight end. So it's been kind of tough. Um, I just don't really see him being too great as a quarterback. Like he, he can run the run pass option. Uh, he's got poor arm strength. Uh, he doesn't really throw great outside the numbers. I mean, short patterns, he's good, but I don't know. As an actual quarterback, I don't think he's really got it, but obviously they don't have him for this year. They don't want him for this year. He's a developmental piece, but with fourth round draft capital, it just seems a little tough. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> uh, I, what's so crazy is um, I, I was watching uh, before the draft, Mike Dettelier actually was talking about the Saints liking Ian Book, and he was saying, don't be surprised if they take a take him in the, in the third round, which obviously they ended up getting him in the fourth. And But it made me think, like, I wonder if there was, like, some – you know, internal conversation, Joey, I don't know if you know, but Mike Dettelier is a local guy here, uh, talks a lot about the draft, thinks a lot about the prospects, and um, usually, like, really good, solid analysis with stuff like that, and and he's got some inside sources, so it made me think maybe there's a little bit more to it than than we, we, we think. Like, when I first initially saw the pick, I was like, I can't believe he nailed that. Then we um, kind of fast forward to that Jeff Ireland interview, Yeah, and... 
I, like listening to the way they talk, like he mentions Tony Romo uh, when he talks about him. He mentions him being like a smaller stature quarterback and like needing to adjust to, um, you know, seeing around his linemen, things like that. Gosh, where have we seen that before, right? Like we've certainly seen that, you know, they've done a pretty good job of developing a pretty top-end quarterback and doing the same thing. Um, they talked about his ability with his legs and, um, you know, his ability to even do some Taysom Hill-like things. So if we get Taysom Hill a starting quarterback, now all of a sudden you got him that can do some of those things that Taysom Hill was doing before. And the thing that really jumped out to me that I thought was really interesting is, and to be honest, I, I don't remember exactly who it was. It was a big national reporter or somebody, you know, like on one of these big major networks. And I just can't remember, forgive me, but um, he was talking about Ian book and he was talking about how, what he reminded him of is his, the competitive fire that Russell Wilson has that pre-draft, Russell Wilson was like blowing this guy's phone up about like, take me and we're going to go win a championship. Take me and we're going to win a championship. And that was the same kind of things that Ian Book was saying and doing during the process. And he says, it's the only two times he's ever seen that. So just, you know, like there's a lot of positive things there. We'll see how it works out. But I think there's reasons to be hopeful and trust the Saints and understand why they took him in that spot. I see, I see we got a guest uh, on the show, man. It's a yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's now. She's uh, she woke up a little uh, bit from her nap and uh, she wanted to come see daddy pretty bad, so I figured hang out for a little while and see what's going on. Well, a part of this Ian Book conversation, uh, um, uh -huh. well, I mean, yeah, you know, it's a good point. I mean, like you said, Russell Wilson, I mean, who would have knew at the time, you know, when he got picked? I mean, you know, I'm sure Patriots fans weren't too excited about this Brady kid who hardly, you know, saw the field at Michigan. Um, I mean, yeah, there's some things, I mean. We've learned to trust the Saints organization. I mean, you know, I, I agree with both of you guys say so because, because look, you know, it's not sexy on paper. Um, I looked at the highlights. I see a little bit, you know, Cisco and I talked about this a little bit. I saw a little bit of Taysom Hill in him. Um, the running, obviously, he's not quite the athlete with Taysom Hill. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, it's some intriguing thoughts, you know, going around. I mean, like you said, this kid, he's got some funk. You know, he's got some uh, character about him. Went to Notre Dame. Uh, you know, like you said, it's really talking it up. I mean, so, you know, let's just see, I guess, where it goes with Book. I mean, but to me, I see some fans chatting up, you know, whether he can get the conversation of uh, quarterback here in 2021. I think there's no chance at all. I think he's, you know, there's just a learning experience this year and next. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll go from there. I, mean, I think this is definitely uh, the Winston Hill, you know, battle for sure. I mean, it, it should be that. Let's be real, you know. And uh, if if I can quote the uh, the Ireland uh, mm -hmm. interview on on the Athletic with uh, I think it was Jeff Duncan, um, he 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 comes from the uh, Bill Parcells school of uh, thinking, and and uh, Bill Parcells for him a quarterback position. What they look for is uh, uh, checking boxes. Uh, was he a three year starter? Three year starter? Was he sixty percent mm -hmm. plus uh, career percent passing percentage? Yeah. Two to one touchdown ratio, uh, two time uh, captain. Uh, yeah, and uh, when you talk to the teammates, did uh, they want him on their team moving forward? Everybody on the team did. So he checked a lot of boxes uh, for what they're looking for. And it seems like, you know, the intangibles is even more important than uh, some of the measurables, uh, you know, especially from the Marcel School of Thinking. So um, yeah, and he was the uh, the best had the best uh, career uh, winning uh, mark at uh, Notre Dame, and uh, 
you know, that's a, that's a, that's a big statement, uh, you know, with the history of that school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, a character has a lot to do with adaptability. I mean, there's a lot of things going on. I mean, you got an offensive mastermind, you have talent in place uh, in this system. I mean, so yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see where it goes with Ian Book. Um, let, let's go to our, uh, you know, uh, our wide receiver, you know, uh, kind of regional guy, um, you know, Kawan Baker. Uh, looks like a guy with a little bit of, you know, I looked at his tape, I saw a little more body than I realized that he had, you know, he's got, he's got some, uh, a little bit of thickness to him, but um, you know the measurables appear pretty good. I hear he's got big hands. I mean, is there anything that stands out to you guys about uh, Mr. Baker? Uh, his speed. Speed. His or should I say his acceleration? What is his um his ten yard split is like one point four nine seconds, which is ridiculous. Oh wow! Like, yeah, I, I I looked at that into him, and that was just unbelievable. So he could be a uh, like a yak monster. Yeah, just a guard cap. I was going to say it fits a need. I mean, it, it certainly we have, you know, opportunity. Um, and yeah, his speed score is like is 101. That's like 72nd percentile, which is pretty good. His burst score, though, is 91st percentile. Yeah. So that's like what you're saying, that initial burst. You know, you definitely want to see that. Um, I didn't get to look and see if he contributed much in special teams, but um, I was kind of wondering, like, if he, you know, could be a guy that contributed there. Um you know, the, the biggest thing that I consistently saw is that contested catches, he seemed to win um, being able to get his hands, get his hands on the, on the ball, good technique with stuff like that. A lot of things to work on. I mean, you know, we're talking about a late-round pick, obviously, but it's a need. It's something that you got to watch, and if it's an offense that's going to throw the ball, you know, depending on who's at quarterback, you know, then, you know, I, I think there's obviously an, an opportunity that would be there, so... He he kind of reminds me of like their style picks too, like Marquez Callaway, Deontay mm-hmm. Harris. I mean, he kind of fits that mold. He's just a late round guy that they'll try to develop behind their starters, and who knows, will eventually form himself into a role. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I saw some video cut up of him, and uh, what uh, what I saw is that uh, you know uh, he he didn't have the the best quarterback play uh, uh, in college. Uh, but like what you were saying with the measurables, uh, the burst, you consistently saw that. I mean, uh, I, I didn't see a great route runner, but I saw a guy that that they would uh, they would scheme uh, uh, touches to, and he would always make the first guy miss. He was just so great after the catch. He could he was a load to, to, to get on the ground. I'd see multiple guys who needed to get that guy on the ground, and, and it wasn't the best offense, but – he um, he found a way to to really shine in the tape I watched. Yeah, West Coast offense. I mean, Sean Payton style. I mean, a guy that can get off the line quickly, be decisive, make quick moves, and and, and win contested catches. I mean, hey, look. I mean, it's an intriguing uh, thought. I mean, like you said, there had to be a reason this guy fell a little bit. Some things to work on, but um, I wonder. You know, I wonder if he can be. I wonder if he can be what we all want uh, uh, Harris to be. Uh, Man, so. Keep so. Harris. Harris is kind of stuck on special teams, huh? Yeah, he would always he would always look good for like a half, and then he'd get hurt. Yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll make a bunch and of. Like, he's like, he's like, he's like, I mean, it's like you almost just have to use him in that that mold, you know, and go from there. I think he just has a size problem. It just seems like he gets hurt, you know, the more they try to lean on him in the regular yeah. in the in the passing game. So. You know, maybe uh, Juan Baker can come in 
you know, uh, in the first year or, or the second year, and they can have a package for him where he can run some of those uh, schemes plays and just try to get the ball in his hands and see if he can make a play mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, help out the offense. Snap counts are going to be really interesting at the wide receiver position for the Saints this year because, I mean, after Michael Thomas, I mean, obviously Traquan Smith, but he's never quite been what, you know, we want him to be. He's never been consistent. Marquez Callaway showed a lot of flashes, I thought, but I mean, it's still got a lot to prove. And then from there, it's Deontay Harris, Jawan Johnson. Who could forget Lil Jordan Humphrey, you know, Kwan Baker, you know, those guys. It's just like, Maybe some some maybe preseason is probably going to mean a lot to that yeah. position group, and if if uh, Kawan Baker can show some flashes there, it might lead to some snaps. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we talk about quarterback over and over again. You know, obviously that's going to be a big headline. But man, wide receiver. I mean, that's a good point. I mean, preseason to watch these wide receivers go at it. I mean, it, it almost takes me back to 2006. You know, I mean, getting some unknown guys in house. I mean, you mm. know. You had Joe Horn there, but you had all these young cats who were trying to make a name for themselves. And, uh, right. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be fun. I mean, Callaway's almost like a guy locally. We Like you said, we got to see a nice glimpse of him. But right before that injury, you know, he was looking really good. Looked like a guy that had been doing it for years, in my opinion. Didn't look like a rookie by any stretch. Uh, yeah, very- Climus's role uh, for that one game. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Played it quite well, man. Um, well, look, let's, I guess we'll go back to the top. I mean, when we start out, I want to get you guys' uh, takes. We'll do. Uh, we'll kind of go in reverse mode a little bit. Uh, we just talked about this guy before we came on, um, and I thought y'all had some good points, uh, and I want to get right at you guys' opinions. They heard us blab about it already, but our first-round pick out of Houston, uh, Peyton Turner, man. Y'all have that, man. Whoever wants to go first, just let us let us get whatever y'all have, and uh, we'll, we'll listen, man. Go Jump ahead, in, Joey. I, I, I really want to hear your thoughts too. All right. So <laughs> I thought I didn't think uh, Turner was a first round guy, but at the same point, same time, he wasn't going to be there for their second round pick. I found I saw him as like an early second, mid second round pick, but he's 270 with an incredibly athletic frame. And by athletic framing, I don't think he's like the most athletic person, but he's got crazy bend. Like he can come off the edge at 270 pounds and bend underneath an offensive tackle. And that's unbelievable for a man his size. Oh, yeah. uh, his strength is unmatched. Like if, if he gets his hands on you first, you're going back. You're going back. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a bull. Dude is a bull. So you you put the 270. You put him on the edge. He's enabled being able to edge rush at 270 is unbelievable. But it also gives him scheme versatility where he can slide inside if they want to put it out. A, like just imagine this pass rush. You have. Davenport and Jordan, and then you have Onyemata and you have Turner in the middle, and you have all four that can get at the quarterback. Oh, yeah. Lots of athleticism, lots of physicality right there. Yeah, man. So when I first saw it, I was like, it's a bit of a reach, but at the same time, if that's your guy, you're not getting him in the second. So I think it's a good pick. What's up, Chris? Detroit BC in the house. Love to see him uh, in the comments. That's awesome. Um, Yeah, Peyton Turner, I honestly, when, when the... Um, when the pick happened, I think everybody was thinking cornerback. I think right. even sounds like Jeff Ireland was thinking like, we've got to address this position, <laughs> but I think w- one piece of information that's come out since that I think is really important. I'm sure you guys talked about it, or if you haven't, like, it'd be really interesting, but like the day of the draft, there's all that news about them trading up into the top 10. And of course people are like, Oh, they're trying to get Mac Jones or Justin Fields or Trey Lance or something like that. And no, no, they were trying to go up and get a cornerback. They were trying to get either Horn or 
Um, they were trying to go pick one of them because they thought those were difference makers like step right in and like you know fill a spot and they're going to be day one then mm -hmm. he said there was like another tier kind of right underneath that um but in order to get up to the top 10 it was going to cost them three first round picks and a second round pick way too much <laughs> and that's even oh, too much for the saints yeah it's like okay great i want to go get one of those guys too but yeah. I'm not at that cost. That's just too much. That's too no. rich to go up and get that. So stay yeah. there, stay true to your board. And then they said what Peyton Turner does. And sure, you know, from a standpoint of like, he's not going to have these gaudy numbers that like a Greg Rousseau might have in terms of sacks or something like that. Um, not going to get, you know, quitty pay type, you know, buzz, but he does exactly what they want the defensive end position to do. And we, we, don't, we don't often think about that. We think about defensive end, go get the quarterback, you know, Dwight Freeney, he mentioned in the yeah. interview, but that's not what they want. They want a guy that's going to push the offensive lineman back into the cornerback, into the quarterback and disrupt the play that way, get their hands up. And exactly what Joey said, he's got the strength to do that. He can get his hands on him. And then his link, um, Ireland said the longest player in the in the draft in the last 10 years like wow. yeah so wow. it starts to get you pretty excited about what he can be and you know it's it's um the, the fit the physicality like what he can do it starts to get you a little bit more excited and say like okay i understand why they had him higher on their board maybe than other people did because maybe he wouldn't be the same fit for another team right right so. yeah yeah when uh, I, go ahead, see. Go ahead. when the saints uh, you know, what was really eye-opening is when the Saints, uh, when the Saints draft players, uh, especially at these positions like uh, defensive end, corner. Uh, what they're looking for is uh, a certain type. You know, these, these huge guys. You know, what they call the prototype guys that, that look like they were created in a lab. Uh, you know, uh, to to play football, it just you know, just big, muscle-bound, tall, lanky, long guys. Uh, mm -hmm with the measurables with, with the, the requisite speed and and they, they go through a process where you know they critique themselves uh you know big time like the, the offensive coaches uh will critique the, the defensive players and vice versa and uh they 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 come to a consensus and then they doubt that consensus and then then they you know they they, they break it down even more it's just it's just a uh, it's just wild, like the process that, uh, the Saints go through, just to come to a consensus on who they're going to draft. It's it's such a multi-layered process where so many people got their hands in this. Well, the I feel like the coaching staff in New Orleans has always been a strong point. Like I, I love Sean Payton. I mean, I, I love him as a coach. Like, I hate going up against the Saints every year because it's like, all right, he's got some crazy scheme and he's going to he's gonna exploit you somehow. He's going to exploit you. He does it every time. I think the man's yeah. a genius. And, and, I mean, and you've seen it with these guys before. Like, y'all you know, were talking about this guy's a specimen. I mean, you know, David Agnimato is a guy we spoke about before the podcast. And I mean, this is a guy who's a former soccer player. I mean, he was drafted purely on athletic potential more than anything he did previously. And, I mean, look what this guy's, you know, evolved to. Give a huge contract. Yeah. Become a disruptive force. I mean, you know, to me, I look at this kid and I say, what could this kid be in two or three years more than 2021? You know I mean? And, you know, he's, he's got quite the, uh, you know, the upside. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, if you're going to be drafted in the first round by the Saints, you definitely got to look the part. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, you know, I think I think he has a 2021 value. I think he's going to be. We'll see him at least probably like 50 percent snaps. I really do think so because I think he's going to push Marcus Davenport. Davenport, yeah, that that's going to be the big question. Absolutely, I mean that that could certainly happen. I mean, if Davenport doesn't get it together, I mean, you know, it's this kid could have the door wide open. Uh, let me ask you back to, this, uh, to the corners real quick. It felt like I don't know if you guys were surprised on draft night. This is one when Cleveland went corner. That was a little mm. bit of a shocker to me. I think that kind of stole, and, and like I said, I'm very happy to have Peyton Turner. I think he's going to be great, but I think that stole um, you know, the front office thunder from the Saints a little bit. I mean, I don't mm. think anybody anticipated Cleveland with those young corners like Ward and Williams, you know, to maybe go pursue another uh, covering guy. You know I mean? Were you guys a little surprised with them going that route? Oh, yeah. Because yeah, honestly, that's a team that could have used Peyton Turner. <laughs> yeah. I like, mean, that's what this guy, Miles Garrett. I mean, come on. I mean, well, they have Miles Garrett, but outside of him, they don't really have anybody else. Like yeah. they had, they had Olivier Vernon. He's still unsigned, and they right. literally had nobody else. So it's like they could have gone in and grabbed one of the remaining edge rushers to move in to pair with Miles Garrett and make that defense even more complete. But let's yeah. be honest. Let's be honest. Greedy Williams is always hurt, so. Uh, we, you can't really factor him into any kind of decision-making equation. And Denzel Ward isn't really the healthiest either. Yeah, yeah. The, the, those guys just haven't been on the field. So, um, you know, uh, at, at a certain point, you just have to wonder if those guys will ever be available on a consistent basis. And uh, I think that's what, what motivated the move. But um, what what I like about the pick of Peyton Turner the most is it's the right position. I mean, you know, whether it had been corner or defensive end, pass rush, defensive lineman, those guys are just not very easy to get your hands on. I mean, we just saw Hendrickson get $15 million for one good year. Uh, that's the going rate for the guys that look like that. So you're just not going to find those guys on the street. You're going to find those guys for cheap. And if you want those guys for cheap, you better draft them because you know, those guys are just not walking in the door for anything less than 10 to 15 million bucks. Right, 100%. I mean, look at Hendrickson. Like, you speak Hendrickson. He played, what, 50% of snaps last year, and he got himself a $15 million contract? Yeah. Yeah. Must be nice. Yeah. With 13 and a half sacks or something. and Yeah. 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 Once those top four corners went off the board, I think that the Saints had a pivot. And, uh, you know, uh, I'd rather him get a defensive end project, a guy that – you know that looks like that. Then maybe even get another receiver, which is a uh, which is a need. Uh, you know, it, it just you know it started to dry up. Uh, you know, a lot of the, the, the can't miss names off the board, and, and I'd almost rather a guy like Peyton Turner than you know reaching for a, 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 the seventh or eighth best wide receiver. Yeah, uh, I just think that guy would join another crowded group and and. Uh, you know, there's no, there's no real guarantee that that guy would, would make a 2021 impact. So I think that they got the position right. We'll see if uh, we'll see if he can make an impact this year. It seems like the process is really good right now too. Like I like I, ever since Ireland came over, I feel like things have gotten like way more like predictable and like um, you know like he he has the process, knows what he wants, which is funny because I thought he was terrible in, as the GM in Miami. <laughs> uh, and when he came over to New Orleans, I was like, this guy, why did we get him? Well, well we had a, we had a lot of volatility in our history. I mean, let's be I mean, you know, it goes to the Mike Ditka thing. It goes to some of the terrible quarterback selections. I mean, it's like 
And, I mean, the Saints have, have been historically known for terrible early round picks back in the day, but it's like, like you said, it's a predictability now. It's, it's trench mm. guys going early, yeah. you know. I mean, and, and it's a dependable way of doing things. I mean, and who was that? Who was that safety that set the uh, set uh, the Saints back like four years in in their uh, development that they signed? They gave uh, they let uh, Malcolm Jenkins go and they Jarius Bird. Yeah. They brought in Jarius Bird from Buffalo, gave him huge money, and, and I think the Saints. Uh, you know, people were wondering if the Saints. Uh, you know. Dynasty, not dynasty, but you know they're they're winning ways. You know, I think they went seven and nine for four straight years. You know, right around that same time. Oh, yeah, some poor contracts before Ireland got here. I mean, you know, Junior Gallet ended up blowing Junior up. Junior Gallet, who was beating oh. up women on the beach. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yes, <laughs> man. Yeah, it's a good Ireland has been a savior. Man. <laughs> I mean, he's been a uh, it's a massive upgrade to you know the position. I mean, he's just. He's brought yep. a lot to the table here in New Orleans. No and we gave it. we gave nothing up for next year, and that's what I like is we didn't yeah. we didn't get like antsy and you know and we we did trade up in the third round, but you know we we had a guy that we really liked, but I don't think we gave up any picks for next year, right? No, I mean that's yeah, that's the thing. I mean to me, wasn't I mean I looked at it all along. To me, that twenty twenty two first was just completely off limits because of the quarterback situation i mean exactly you, you had to keep that in your back pocket you know no matter what happens i mean that had to be in your back pocket you know you just yep. couldn't afford to just throw it i mean if drew Brees is here you know and no injuries happen and you think he might play another two years i think they get bold and possibly swing a deal for one of those corners but i mean you couldn't afford to do that with uh the situation right now for the same right. i mean it's always glad the saints didn't make a knee-jerk you know reaction and, uh, they, they, you know, they, they stuck to their guns. They stuck to their plan, basically. So what do you guys think about speaking, Mr. Uh, speaking of plans, let's uh, – Oh, yeah, go get us uh, do people, that first. You, you people need a plan to go to 504 Paints. Why? Because 504 Paints is locally owned and operated. Our staff has 30 years of experience at one of the biggest paint companies in the world, giving customers the highest quality service in the New Orleans metro area. Our paint supplier, Farrell Calhoun, is the premier coating uh, produced in the southern United States. We combine box store pricing, a, a premium paint product, and outstanding customer service. Whether you're a paint contractor or a homeowner, you will not find a better paint store in the 504. And I know you guys uh, you guys have stuff to promote, too. You just finished uh, uh, you know, a massive draft show that I was kind of checking out. Our, our draft magazine oh yeah 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 promote that joey oh yeah let's see so what do we i think it's 120 total prospects i think we have 60 on the defensive side 60 on the offensive side uh it's strengths weaknesses analysis landing spot uh measurables statistics and then it just goes on how we think they fit into fantasy football like where we think they should all go and it was it was a long process. I mean, it, it in, includes rankings, mock drafts, and just it's been pretty intense. And we've had the help of the Vipers crew. It has yep. been, yeah. And Joey did like so many of those profiles, and like seriously, his analysis is so good. Like even just to read like his his talk and like what he thinks about those prospects, like it it really is worth investing in and it's available soon right joey like it's yeah you can actually go on idpguys.org or idpguys.org right now and get a pre-draft going a pre-order going it's actually available it's in the midst right now of being 
assembled and uh, you'll there'll be um, there'll be internet copies and there's also going to be hard copies so you can buy an online copy or you can buy a hard copy and you said we can go to idp.org idpguys.org idpguys.org mm-hmm. here give me one second yep no it's good stuff and um yeah for me like you, you mentioned the draft uh dlf we did that we had a you know both days we we covered the draft i mean you know you've probably seen a lot of those or whatever but um then me and uh dlf carp actually went through uh division by division that's actually about to be released uh, yeah there's the magazine right there that's last, year's nice. that's last year's mag nice <laughs> good stuff guys good stuff yeah it looks yeah. like it looks like, like something uh that that is stack up right at the store, man. Can we? You, you gonna have that? Hey, hey, everybody's gonna want to know that. Uh, in the fantasy, you know, uh, in those rookie drafts, man, uh, that's it's gonna be those, some of those tight questions like that. Y'all can maybe get some answers in that magazine. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, cause I think everybody knows, you know, it's just a little, a little. I know C is itching, man. He's just itching to have a fantasy show, man. Uh, we're just oh, joking. Man. I got it. I got a fantasy question for you. <laughs> you expect that running back with uh, six legit running backs, including all five, all five of last year's rookie running backs, the top five guys, except for uh, DeAndre Swift, um, Austin, Chubb. What direction would you go at 101 this year? I'm, I'm looking at Jamar Chase, Kyle Pitts, or uh, Sunshine himself, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, which uh, direction you think you would go? Is it a one QB or a super flex? Super flex. Super flex. Yeah. I gotta go yeah, Trevor uh, Lawrence. Lamar mm-hmm. Jackson and uh, Jalen Hurts right now. I still gotta go Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, you gotta watch Jalen Hurts right now. Some of that, you know, uh, conversation is real about Mr. Watson. You know, yeah. don't know how much truth yeah. there is there, but that's a little scary, you know. Uh, yeah, I'm not scared of Watson at all. I think. Uh, I think he has a better chance of going to Sing Sing than taking over as the uh, as the, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles starting quarterback in in 2021. I'm more worried about 2022. It hurts. I think he's going to get the full shot in 21. And, but if he face plants, you know, he, he may be looking at a job for for 2022. I mean, if you want to get real wily, you could go ahead and grab Trey Lance at 101. He's with the 49ers now. He might not yeah. play this year full, but you have if you have Hurts and you have – who did you say you had? Hurts and who? I have Hurts and Lamar Jackson. Yeah, so you're okay for this year. Even if Hurts loses his job for 22, Trey Lance comes in. And now you have Trey Lance in with that just powerful offense oh. and it's with that running game. So you're going to have a guy running. Absolutely. Think yeah. of his floor with his running floor added in yeah. with his passing possibilities. Yeah, Taysom Hill for 21 and, uh, you know, maybe uh, – uh, fantasy uh, uh, league winner in 22, huh? That's a good possibility. Yeah, but, but Joey, Trevor Lawrence gets to throw the ball to Tim Tebow, so you gotta you gotta factor that. <laughs> in. I know, I know. That's that's fantasy I gold right there. Team to watch this year. I mean, Jacksonville went from like let's just watch it for James Robinson in fantasy uh, to like really you know probably one of the most intriguing teams to watch this upcoming season. I mean, mm-hmm. so, yeah, and they they beefed up the receiver good. group a little bit. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. well guys, what, yeah, let's go. Uh, what are, what's your feelings on Mr. Warner, Ohio State? I mean, it looks like he can hit some people. Pretty good size. I mean, I know they say he doesn't blow you away with uh, athleticism, but I mean, I, I like this kid's tape, man. I mean, if he's at the right position. 
uh, on the right team at the right position, if you ask me, certainly has an opportunity. What do you guys think about Warner? Go ahead, Cal. So, uh, First, I'll just say like it was a little nerve-wracking when Ireland's comments started off with he, he can immediately start off and play all four special teams units. And I was like, <laughs> is that why we got him? I, you know, that, that was a little bit like, uh, yeah, now maybe he starts off that way. But look, we lost Anzalone. Don't have Quan Alexander coming back. Um, you know, right now they've actually got him penciled in as our starting middle linebacker. I don't know if that's going to stay um <laughs> but maybe he gets worked in maybe zach bond gets yeah. worked in worked in more and they you know from from last year they you know he steps up but i like i like his versatility especially in the coverage game and i wonder if some of that is you know trying to get him matched up with a tight end something like that they said he mentioned um he, he was able to play a lot of safety which I was like, wow, that's pretty interesting that he kind of went in there and was able to be versatile enough to go from middle linebacker to also play a little bit of safety. That's that just shows you he's he's you know he's he's got some ability to just line up wherever you want, and that's you want those kind of little chess pieces on your on your defense. And we'll see how he works in over time. Maybe he starts off just special teams. At least we know he'll be able to contribute there. But hopefully, he works his way into the starting lineup too. Yeah, I think he will. I was actually I had a conversation about Werner, Werner earlier today. Uh, he's played all every linebacker position, even at Ohio State. Um, everybody was was amping up Baron Browning, but if you look at while they were playing at Ohio State, he kept Browning on the bench. It was it was Borland and it was Werner. And Werner is the guy. He's your leader of your defense. He's going to be your Mike. He's going to be calling your plays. He's a fundamental genius. The guy's got great IQ. And that's why he can go back and he can play safety because he understands zones. He understands coverages so well. And you can even like even if you wanted to play Bond more, play Bond at your will, move Demario Davis to your mic, and then Warner Warner can play your Sam. But what he does so well from the Sam position is he can he lines up and then he can peel off and he he can just drop back in coverage from the linebacker position. And it's fantastic. So what yeah. you guys needed from your linebacker group was somebody who can cover. And he absolutely, yeah. and, he, and when he you lost Alexander, that was a huge void in the right. And it, it showed yep. when you had Quan because he looked so good and he was like yeah. a seamless fit. So now you have a guy who can do the things that Quan does, maybe not quite to the extent, right. but it sets you, you up for exactly what you needed. Good point. And then to learn with a guy like Demario Davis, I mean, you know, to play alongside a guy like that for you know. For these young linebackers, I mean, that's, that's going to be pretty awesome. Uh, I, think the most, I think the best, uh, the most intriguing part of that interview with Ireland in regards to, to Werner is that he said he can be uh, that green dot player. And when I say green dot player, that's the guy with the uh, plays. With, that's the guy calling the play, but the guy mm -hmm. uh, up with the head coach and getting the defense organized. That's, mm -hmm. that's pretty much the captain of your defense, though. So. Uh, you know, you can get uh, you know, essentially the captain of your defense in the late second round. Uh, you know, a guy that can that can cover cover tight ends, which was poor spot for Saints. So we thought uh, Darren Waller absolutely beat the team alive last year. Yes. He, he damn near set records. He he was, he was the guy on the receiving end, the back breaking play in that game. Uh, you know, and and, and I mean, uh, the, the Raiders aren't even that great of a team, but Saints made Darren Waller look look like Gronk and and, and Travis Kelsey and, and anybody else uh, all time. Uh, Tony Gonzalez. 
old school Jimmy oh, Graham. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> before that game, as a casual fan, you knew him afterwards, you know? Yeah, he had tumbling all over the place. He, he had our guys falling down. It just the, uh, the, the, the safeties were too small, and, and DeMar Davis did a good job a few times, but when Mario would, would lie on him, give the ball to Jacobs, and, and our running defense would suffer. So, you know, just having yeah. a linebacker, a guy that size that can cover tight ends, uh, it just gives us a lot more versatility. Uh, Ryan may not be quite ready yet. And it seems like uh, Werner is just, uh, you know, a guy that can kind of step in and, and start to get uh, starter snaps right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a couple things yep. that stood out to me in this tape. I mean, you know, I, man, this guy could lay some hits on people, and it looked like he had a real knack for stripping the football, which, I mean, fans will love both of those aspects mm-hmm. uh, of his game, you know. So, I mean, hey, creating turnovers, putting licks on people, being an intelligent guy with some length. I mean, I, you know, Ohio State's had a nice track record. You know, uh, you know, a lot of fans will look at that. Historically, what they did at linebacker, I mean, you know, A.J. Hawk, Chris Bailman, Pepper Johnson, I mean, Katzen Moyer, you name it. I mean, and, and that school's produced great defensive players in the last few years. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I, mean, I love the pick. I'm, I'm all about it. We needed a linebacker. Um, you know, it, it makes perfect sense. I mean, let me ask you this, guys. Consensus opinion. Does this guy – we talked about the depth chart. Is this guy a week one starter in your eyes? For me, Yes. I hope so. I hope at least in a rotational aspect. Like I it just the the comments about the special teams it threw me off a little bit. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, why are we talking special teams for this guy? Right. You know, like yeah, he's not contribute there, but you know. I feel like you don't land a, a linebacker with second round draft capital just to put him on special teams. Exactly. Right. Exactly. I think what he was trying to say, like even if this guy, you know, totally face plants, he'll be like the best special team or the best special team in the league. Hmm. You know, yeah, there you I go. Think, I think he was uh, totally hedging his bet. And uh, maybe uh, uh, um, Duncan said that uh, Ireland was kind of, you know, doing his band duties around the house. So he's probably cutting the grass, maybe got a little bit too much sun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> comment because. Uh, uh, that 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 made your heart sink when you read that, and then everything after that first, you know, comment about special teams was amazing. He gave me a lot of great yeah. information, but uh, uh, that you know, if you only read the the first pair, the first sentence, you you're like, oh, crap. you're like a mm-hmm. oh, heart attack. We yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, who's picking the lottery next year? <laughs> who's picking the top ten next year? Yeah, well, we'll see, man. Well, we you know we go one knee position kind of to the next. I mean, you know, uh, Paulson and Abro, um, a guy, uh, you know, corner, man, uh, you know, got a little size over six feet, uh, played his high school ball, I believe in Texas. Uh, you know, what, what's the word? I mean, we obviously need a corner. I mean, we've got some age out there in that position. Um, you know, we've got Lattimore going into a contract year. Um, what, what's you guys' feelings on this, uh, you know, guys in the rookie corner next year for Black and Gold? Uh, he actually reminds me a lot of Janoris Jenkins, who just left, just with a little more size. I mean, he's got <laughs> fantastic ball skills. Like <laughs> he's a turnover machine. Like he's he you he's gonna give up some big plays because he's going for the ball. He's he's going for the turnover, but he's he's gonna for he's gonna make more good plays than hurtful plays. Uh, he's got good length, like you said. He's pretty good in press coverage. He's got a he's got a good quick punch off the line. 
he gets beat sometimes. He needs his technique, but he, he understands it well. Um, he high points the ball well. He's great in 50-50 ball situations. And like I said, he's got ball hawking mentality. You throw him in a zone coverage, and that's probably where he's best off. But he's perfectly fine in man. I, I love it, especially if you think about it in terms of, you know, like their philosophy with their defensive ends getting in and getting to the to the quarterback. And then you, you combine that with a guy, like Joey said, that's got ball hawking skills. Now the quarterback's trying to get rid of the ball fast, and you got a, a cornerback that's looking for a turnover. Mm-hmm. That could play in really well together. So it's almost like you can see the idea and the plan and what they want to do from a big picture, and then they just got to now go and execute. And they got to yep. like they got to work, and they got to you know all the offseason, everything that they do, it's got to come together. But you can see it, you can see the idea, and if it comes together the way they think, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, I love so, that point. I mean, yeah, getting at the quarterback, guys, and the the whole draft scheme seems to be working perfectly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you guys see a certain veteran corner still uh, possibly signing in New Orleans? Uh, I mean, you know, locally everybody's still on the Richard Sherman train. I mean, you Listen, know, Sherman's coming back to San Francisco. You stop that. Yeah, I mean, that's, isn't that the word? I mean, isn't it like he originally wanted out, and then I think he's like, "Well, they're looking pretty good now. They made some nice moves, so maybe I just come back." Yeah, he he, he saw Jimmy Garoppolo and his uh, his glass ceiling is you know, uh, and and uh, you know wasn't wasn't really feeling it, and then they drafted Trey Lance, and he's like, "Hmm, I don't know. Maybe they have a shot here. Let's let's." Let's give these guys a look again. Yeah. He's talking a lot about wanting to go to, to a contender. And I think that's the main sell that we'd have to make to him. Cause I think the Jets were pushing pretty hard, but you know, that obviously, you know, they may be able to offer him the most amount of money. They still have some cap room, but you know, it's, you're not going to go over there and compete. I think, you know, you hope that the saints are going to do a good job, but we got to get them at the right price too. Like we can't overpay. We don't want to, you know, we don't want to do anything like that. He's not the elite guy that he was. Right. Um, but what I love is that they do prioritize character. And you can see that in a lot of these these draft picks too, right? Like they talked about being a three-year starter, being a two-year captain, being, you know, some things like that. And, you know, you you love that the chemistry. At, at the end of the day, like you, you, you see when teams win championships, the talk isn't like, yeah. We had the most talent in the league. It was like, no, we had the most chemistry. Like these mm-hmm. guys got along; they were really good. So, like, you know, that's an important part of building a team. Yeah, absolutely, good character guys, great IQ, you know, coachability, and then these guys have talent. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, there's no doubt about it. The talent is there, you know. So, yeah, I, I agree, man. Completely good call on that because that wasn't, you know, like we talk about the old pre-Payton uh, Saints. I mean, that always wasn't the case. I mean, let's be real. Um, that's right. You know, so, um, but yeah, I mean, at corner, I mean, this kid here, I mean, like you said, I've heard about the, the taking chances and everything uh, with the demo. Um, I, and I like that too. I mean, when you have the safeties that this team possesses, I mean, you know, I, you know, I like the fact that Dennis Allen could, you know, let this kid kind of be himself a little bit at times mm-hmm. and you know, make a, a calculated risk here and there. You know, I mean, you got a trio of guys behind you that can line up with all the three safety sets that they play. Mm-hmm. I mean, we talk about Williams, you know, Chauncey and uh, Malcolm Jenkins. I mean, that, that's that's hell of a backup back there, man. You can you can go mm-hmm. be a little hawkish at that point. Yeah, you you can you can be comfortable, be yourself, and play your game, and not having to worry about the back end. 
Absolutely. Gardner uh, Johnson is going to get like one of the wide receivers on the other team kicked out every game. <laughs> <That's the goal. laughs> um, <laughs> Lattimore is going to cover the other one, and then we'll figure it out for the rest. Uh, here's, some, here's a list of some of the guys that are still available at the cornerback position. Uh, uh, you, you guys tell me if any of these guys stick out. That, that maybe Here, I'm going to tell you one right now real quick before you do. It's Gary, and Con <laughs> Gary and Connolly. Nice. Uh, he out with Raiders? Yeah, he was a former first-rounder with the Raiders. And then mm -hmm. uh, with the Raiders, he played well, but not great. But then he, he got traded to um, the Texans. And yeah. when he played with the Texans, when he was healthy, he actually played phenomenal. He was <laughs> – I think he played – it was 2019. He played like 11 games, and he was like tied for fourth in the league in pass deflections. Oh, wow. It's like Good So you call. have a guy – he call. obviously can play. He just needs to yeah. stay healthy. And at this point, he's already – he's going on his third team in since 2018. So he, you can get him for wicked cheap, and considering the cap situation, which I don't think is still great. Yeah. So you can go probably get him almost for a league minimum, just make it make it incentive based. And he still has uh, some youth at uh, 26 years old. Right. Uh, like you said, he was a first round pick, so he obviously had some talent there. And I mean, a lot of people flame out for the Raiders. No, that's right. That's, that's a lot of people flame out for the Texans lately as well, too. So yeah, so, yeah we can't hold, we can't hold that against them, but. Uh, yeah. Besides that guy, right. and I like that uh, that nugget. Uh, what we're looking at is uh, Stephen Nelson, who I've heard some teams are going after. Yeah, uh, Bobby McCain, DJ Hayden, uh, Josh Norman. Uh, I don't like Josh Norman. Yeah, that's one I want to stay smooth away from, man. Yeah, he had a couple of good years, but he's since just. Yeah. And we talk about character, you know. I mean, he's a guy. Yeah, I don't, I, and, and, I, you know. And I, I, I just, and I just don't think he's much of a fit because he always seemed to me like more of a zone guy. So yeah. mm -hmm. I don't think that he would have much of a role with us. Uh, you know, a guy that's made plays, but a guy that's given up a lot of plays, and he definitely got some holes in his game. And he, you know, he's, he's had some 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 uh, attitude issues in the past. Brashad uh, uh, Brashad Breland, uh, Michael Davis, uh, Buster Screen. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think I mean, we're gonna... some guys. Though, I mean, you know, I mean, if you can get the right price on some of these guys, I'm okay with it. I mean, I really like the Conley call, you know, um, because of where he's been and, and the fact he's still pretty young and he was a first round guy. I mean, but I mean, there's some guys there. I mean, you know, you never know. I mean, it's worth a shot at some of these cats, you know. I mean, a one year deal, low commitment, low cost. I'm well, all I mean, about it. You gotta have some depth there. He mentioned Breland, this the Chiefs brought in Breland last year, and they. They went to the Super Bowl with him. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't like a, a difference maker, but he was a guy who was playing in every down role. So it's like he, competes, he, he played well. Who, who was yeah. he with before? Um, the Redskins. He played well with the Redskins. I think he yeah. had a brief stint, possibly with the Packers. Maybe. Yeah, I don't remember. He, was, he, he exudes a guy but, that competes on every play. To me. You know, he's not the most right. talented guy out there for sure, but he, you know, he seems like he's in on plays. He just competes. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's what you need, you know, to be the Saints. You just need to put somebody like that opposite Lattimore with all the other talent around him on the back end, you know? Right. All the money drop, you know, uh, drying up, I, I think, uh, you know, pretty soon, you know, maybe in the next few weeks, uh, maybe the Saints can strike a deal with one of these guys just to just to shore up that depth at the position, especially with, uh, like you said, uh, uh, we got the rookie, uh, Marshawn Lattimore still has a uh, – has a league issue, a uh, conduct issue. Yeah. 
stemming from a, I think it was a, a gun charge or something along those lines. So he, he could definitely be looking at a, at least a couple game suspension at some point. So, you know, uh, the depth that that position can get kind of concerning if uh, Flattimore misses any time. It gets concerning fast. I mean, yeah. like <laughs> – you like you look at it now and you're like, okay, maybe we can maybe we can do this. Like, you know, it's it's a um Chauncey Gardner Johnson is is out there and contributing and you know playing a lot, then then great. And some of the stuff you can scheme well, but man, pretty quickly you get to some guys that just have not shown to be able to uh do what you need to do. And you, you quickly turn into like a Falcons type defense from last year and things can go off the rails fast real quick. And, and look who you play against in this division. I mean, you talk right. about some tremendous receiving cores, man. I mean, just a, a murderer's row of receiving cores that you're going to play, you know, uh, you know, six games. against. so, I mean, whew, you got to have some cover guys. That's for mm-hmm. sure. Yes. Yes. We don't want Grant Haley and Keith Washington lining up. <laughs> one and two, you know, and PJ Williams and Patrick Robinson. Yeah. You want to rely on those guys as little as possible. Those are like, you know, uh, sound the alarm type of guys, you know, and you know, when you got those guys, then you, you have to get, uh, you know, consistent, constant, you know, overwhelming pressure from uh, from your defensive uh, line because those guys will not hold up for very long. No. 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 Now, yeah. I'm slightly intrigued. You guys signed an undrafted free agent at Syracuse, mm-hmm. Trill, Trill Williams. Okay. He's, he's a cornerback, 6'3", 208. Whew. He's a big corner. I mean, yeah. he's obviously oh, undrafted like for a reason. Taylor, so. Some of those big corners back in the day you used to yeah. see. Yeah. So, I mean, he's got four career interceptions and 93 tackles. So, I mean, he played, obviously, with Syracuse. So, there's a reason he went undrafted. So, he needs technique. He needs to shore up some stuff, I'm sure. And especially right. with his size, I'd like to see what his his pro day numbers are, like what he ran to 40 and like what his agility is. But I'd love to start looking at some of his tape and see if he's actually somebody who could possibly play on the outside. I mean – yeah, that's six three two oh eight. Like as a corner, if he has speed to match with that, holy crap. Yeah, that's there's not too many guys in the league anymore that's that size playing, you know, that position. I mean, it's just that simple. Two of his four interceptions came against Clemson. I really it doesn't say it was against Trevor Lawrence, but if it was, that's pretty impressive. Well, still even um DJ would played well last year, too. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to attempt to say his last name because I always screw it up. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, undrafted guys, it must be real. I mean, you know, historically the Saints, I mean, you know, what? it's something that always comes up, you know, with your, your Harris or, uh, you know, uh, Chris Ivory or somebody, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen all these guys over the years. I mean, they make this a habit. It feels like every year or every other year you get this standout guy at camp or preseason. And, um you know, I don't know. I mean, last year, obviously, we didn't have a chance to really see it. But, I mean, this year, you know, as things normalize a little more, you know, I mean, is there another guy maybe out there, you know, I mean, is there an offensive guy that y'all can get? You know, the guy I love is Stevie Scott. And um, I actually – what what turned me on to him was um, I – I, I did a show. Um, I'm not trying to, you know, drop names on the floor here, but I did a show with Matt Waldman, and he talked about Stevie Scott, 
And then, like, when the Saints um, signed him, he sent me a DM on Twitter. It was like, oh, your Saints got him. And like, it almost, like, um, almost confirms something for him because the Saints do such a good job with running backs in that undrafted or late. You know, so they, they have – it's almost like when the Steelers draft a wide receiver in those middle rounds, you're like, okay, there's something good about him. You know, the Saints, when they pick up one of these running backs, there's something good about him. They've done a really good job, you know, the, with picking up guys that might be on the scrap heap, the Mike Bells or, you know, the, the, those kind of guys. And, and 6'2", 231 from Indiana, this is a big dog right here. He, he is a tank. Yes, he is a tank. And, you know, I – um, Davis Murray is getting on up there in age. Like, I don't know that he contributes much this year, but man, if we can stash him on a practice squad or something, that would be nice. Absolutely. That size sounds like Latavius Murray ish. You know, I mean, it's yeah. like right in that mold. Hey, uh, where can we, uh, where can we find you guys and where can we find you guys' work? Go ahead, Cal. You can find me on Twitter at Calvin and Hobby, just like it says right, uh, here on the screen. And, uh, yeah. I'm on the, DLF YouTube channel, um, got a bunch of stuff there, doing a bunch of um, live streams that we're adding and uh, a lot of listener questions and things like that. Um, and on the ViperCast, which is really cool. Uh, Dynasty Vipers do that with Matt Donnelly. It's a lot of fun. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to check it out, check it out. We've also got Major um, and um, uh, Tara. And if you go to YouTube, Check out, check out, um, subscribe to the channel. It really is great. We've got a backlog of these these shows called Behind the Grind, where we have got some of the biggest names in fantasy sports that we've been interviewing, and some of it's football related. Most of it is about their journey, how they got into the industry, how they stayed. Um, it's uh, Dynasty Vipers. Sorry. sorry. And yeah, it. Um, we did one last week with Stefania Bell. That was amazing. Like, that was great. Her journey is so cool to listen to. Uh, we also had a guy you may have heard of, Matthew Barry, on last week as well. So that was a really cool interview. I, I'll, I'll, you'll have to go check it out. But I, I'll, I'll just tell you, I inadvertently ended his career. Oh, it was so good. It was so. Uh, good. You'll have to go check that one out. Check it out. I see vipers like. Cal went from this to just like, <laughs> like my bad, dude. <laughs> it was so good. The look on your face was like, oh crap. I but he it. was good. He was cool about it. He was just like, what do yeah. you mean? Yeah, I, I got a clip of it on my uh, pin tweet on my uh, on my Twitter. So if, if you're intrigued enough by that, check it out and then go check out the the whole video because please was, do. It was phenomenal. Great. Yeah, it was awesome. But uh, you can find me at on Twitter, right? Jesus, here at Joey the Tooth IDP. I'm uh, the content manager for IDPGuys.org. Uh, make sure all articles get out on time. Everything's relevant. Get everybody. Make sure everybody's getting their stuff going. Staying active. Uh, I myself am incredibly active. I've, like I said, I've been helping out with these uh, rookie draft magazines. Um, I usually write at least one, two articles a week. Uh, 
in-season content. And then uh, I just recently started branching off from not doing just fantasy football. I started writing actual like football content too. So I have a piece coming out pretty soon about the, uh, the Washington football team, all their additions, offense and defensive side. And, and it's going to end up being in a series of how the NFC East is actually going to be an actual contender again this year and moving forward outside of the Eagles. Best defensive football? Very good. Very possibly, yeah, because they added the one position they needed at linebacker. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that defense is mean. Nasty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, fun to watch, that's for sure. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Great line and uh, great great defense all the way around, man. It's uh, it's, it's been a great hour, man. It's it's flown by. Uh, Great talking to you guys. Once again, I thank you guys for coming in. Uh, imparting us with your knowledge on this draft. I, I feel like uh, us and, and the people watching have learned a lot in this uh, in this hour. And, uh, you know, I, I really appreciate you uh, giving us your time, and I hope to see you guys in the near future. Yeah, man, definitely. I appreciate you guys bringing me back on again. It's been fun. Appreciate you having me on. And, Cisco, when I close my eyes and I think about what the inside of a house in Metairie looks like, it's exactly your house. Like, it's exactly <laughs> It reminds me so much of the houses I went into as a kid. I love it. Yeah, well, see, what, what had happened was uh, I had my camera at the store because we were supposed to go live from the store, but uh, Dave had some, uh, had some things he had to do around the house, uh, so I don't have my background today, but uh, I welcome you into the kitchen of Araby. We're actually in Araby almost. Oh, in Araby. Okay, close enough. Uh, but close enough. Close enough, but, exactly. Close it's enough, got a to it, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, but uh, I appreciate you guys. I hope to have you on in the near future and, uh, and and cut it up with some uh, Saints talk and some and some sports uh, talk. Uh, uh, yeah, man, man. thanks for the info, guys. All yeah, right. thanks for having me. All yeah. right, man. Uh, y'all got to check out this video, Bobby Brown, man. It's amazing. My <laughs> <friend. laughs> I think I broke a hip just watching some of these movies. Not going to do it. You won't not be the spot, sir.